I listen to the Black Guy Who Tips podcast because Rod and Karen are hot. Is it the way that I rhyme that got you stressed, sitting in the back sweating and looking a mess, nervous, even pervious, you shot with the bullets, you pussycat, I had no choice but to pull it, but who wouldn't swing it aimlessly, you got the same nerve to say you in the same vein as me, now ashamed if we, how ashamed are we, you're not the man that we claim to be. Now our fame is in jeopardy. You shouldn't have slept on me. The mic I had to snatch back and react like white boys in the mosh pit. The fly shit is easy to get stuck on. Hey, welcome to the Blackout Test Podcast. Your host, Rod and Karen. That's right. Um, over, we're late. Yeah, about what, an hour and a half? But we're here. We are here. Uh, we'll see what happens with these technical issues. Let's see if we can make it a whole show. I hope so, because that whole time we have been trying to get back. Yes, computer has been acting stupid. Can't tell if it's working in the chat or not. Right. Can't tell um, if it's Geno Smith. Hey, I didn't introduce you yet. All right. <laughs> yeah. I introduced myself. In case. It's you your guys... boy, J. Trisnaee. <laughs> All right, there you go. All right. Uh, oh, so... man, somebody had a great nickname for me on Balls D2. Uh, something Lannister. They ended with the Lannisters. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, I feel like that rap verse you rap, it was it could have been friendlier, but I feel like you darkened it up and made it angry. Cause he's I am angry. angry. I'm, about <laughs> I'm holding it in so well right now, <laughs> right? Cause he has been sweating, plugging, unplugging, booting, rebooting, turning in and it on, turning in and it off. I'm unplugging, plugging. Like I was literally about two minutes from being like, "Fuck it, no show." Um, Justin can't come back till you get a new laptop. <laughs> um, what, what's the point of life? Um, hey, but, you know, when you get like this, I just stop. I just stop talking to you unless you do your thing. And then at one point, I looked up. I was like, maybe I'm just gonna stop talking to Karen all together. Uh, me, because oh. I feel like it was reaching the point that the, the more you and I talk, the more agitated he was getting because we wasn't. <laughs> nah, nah, while we was concerned, we didn't seem concerned. Nah, it's not y'all's fault, man. Yeah, um, and, well, and then kinda... I'm really bad because I'll start asking him, like, random questions. Well, did you do this? Did you think about this? Because I'm trying to help. No, I'll ask them questions. Yeah. Um, well, anyway, man, it's uh, day walking, um, a day walking uh, Tuesday. That's uh, where we review The Walking Dead on the Blackout Tips. Um, I think people always look forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, let's, I guess first things we should say is, of course, this is a blackout tip. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Leave us five star reviews there, guys. We'll read them on the show when it comes to Saturday. Uh, don't forget also vote in the polls on the website. Leave comments on your votes in the polls. Become a premium member, theblackouttips.com slash premium. Um, and, uh, all that great stuff, man. It always helps out the show tremendously. And, uh, we love you guys for it. Um, the official weapon of the show is the taser. An unofficial sport is bully ball and bully ball extreme. That's right. And uh, let's talk about it. Why hasn't a rapper tried to rap over there yet? Oh, that like beat somebody is would. hot. They're, they're too cool to watch The Walking Dead. Maybe that's what it is. Um, well, this is episode number six of season five. 
consumed keep in mind two more and we're done for this year 2014 Mm. it comes and goes so fast yes it's like a black father on christmas (laughs) we'll be back to what march april shows up late doesn't stay long won't see him again till your birthday won't see him again for six months um consumed uh is a episode that was um let me actually go back and see who it was directed by um consumed is uh directed by ernest dickerson written by angela kang um wait that's wrong no it was directed by seth seeth man and it was written by matthew negrete and Corey reed that's what there you go there that's better um and of course uh it's an episode that's mostly about Carol and Daryl, uh, which we were kind of all hoping for last week. If I remember when we talked about the uh, what we were looking forward to the next week, mm-hmm. uh, I know some people were hoping they would get back to Rick in the group, mm-hmm. um, but it looks like that'll be the week after this. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm okay with them showing Daryl and Carol. Me too. What was the nickname you had for them, Rod? You combined them. Daryl. Uh, it's uh, no, nah, it's just it's just uh, Carol C A R R Y L. Like Daryl and Carol put together. That's why it's so perfect together. Um, Delma and Louise. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, a flashback shows Carol's life after she was exiled from the group by Rick. Um, and then we go into present day with Carol and Daryl following a car with the white cross to, to, to the hospital group. Uh, they get, they, however, they get ran up on by Noah and, uh, all hell breaks loose. Uh, as uh, they try to survive uh, groups of zombies and uh, with no weapons and all this stuff, man. It's a really good episode, I thought. But let me first get everybody's overall thoughts on the episode. Justin? Oh, I loved it. Uh, first episode in a few weeks, I liked it the first time I watched it, too. Yeah, yeah. Till lately, you've been saying you don't like the episodes. Uh, so it's kind of good to, to, to hear that you're back in the uh, fold, man. What did you uh, love about this one exactly? Uh, I think because I like these characters. Okay. Um, which is, it's hard to alienate me from most characters uh, on TV shows, but I think because I liked all these characters. But uh, Noah almost got, a, I was almost ready for him to die during this episode. So, mm. Oh, yeah. And it's, by the way, it's definitely your laptop. I'm back up to 62%. <laughs> what the fuck? What is, that is the worst. That is the weirdest thing that has ever happened in this house. All man, right, this laptop yeah. of the devil, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Justin laptop been been stealing all Roger's power. That's right. why we hadn't been able. That's why we've been sitting here trying to figure out what the fuck was wrong for an hour and a half. And I thought we solved it Friday, but he just brought the other laptop, so we didn't solve shit. Hey, I just, this laptop, I just brought it to secretly absorb your podcast yeah. powers. <laughs> that, that laptop got that strong you, on. You're just talking shit Friday <laughs> <laughs> with your Hall of Fame podcast and speech. Uh, yeah, this laptop came and took a hold. It was like, I'm going to take all the internet. Uh, Wouldn't Karen. that be great if somebody came and took Jordan um, superpowers? <laughs> <laughs> Kobe already did. Karen, <laughs> what did you think about this episode? I loved it, but y'all know me. I'm biased. I love every episode. I love them all too. You know, it's not just you. You're not by yourself on that. Um, I, yeah, I also loved it. I loved, yeah, Ken, what'd you love about it? Yeah, you didn't say. 
just going through flashbacks. I know a lot of people hate flashbacks. I love flashbacks because the flash, because I read the comic books, the flashback fill in holes that you normally don't get. I know a lot of people like for the group to be together all the time. Every now and then you got to separate the group because they all have their own different unique stories mm-hmm. that can be told that you really can't tell when you have 20, 30 people together. Sometimes you need to separate them out. And I like the fact that they went through her, her background. I know we're going to cover, you know, a lot of the information, you know. Yeah, go we'll go into detail but, scene by scene. But I just really in love this the in-depthness that they went through with her character and with Daryl. Yeah, I also enjoyed it. Uh, what were you going to say, Justin? I'm I was going to say what's crazy is that I like these characters, and this will be the first time that they've kind of done a one-on-one scene with them. Mm-hmm. Um, yet I still enjoy these characters. Uh, yeah, I actually enjoyed it a lot, too, um, partially because I am partial to Carol and Daryl. Me, too. Um, you know, they're almost like the impossible white men of the show. They just find a way to survive everything. Yes. Um but also i i did want to know like um you know how carol survived right um and i did want and those two characters were so close the season before Mm -hmm. before they got split up and you know this is one of those times where you just like i want to see what's going on with this relationship you know especially since carol had left tried to leave what was looked like she was about to leave the group behind last week or two weeks ago she was gonna hop in that car and leave yeah and so i'm like only daryl could actually get if if anyone can get anything out of her it's only daryl because rickwood doesn't have the tactfulness to get a true answer from carol and um you know no one else is really as close to her that and i think also uh, just to learn that the uh, meat eater peoples was like we were gonna basically knock her out and eat her, mm-hmm. but you know he showed up. Yeah. So, um, all right. So let's go ahead and get started. Um, you know, as soon as the episode started, I was like, hopefully Daryl can smash Carol tonight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have some alone time. Getting them just gi- kiss her fool. Getting them gilf guts. Um, oh Lord. So it starts with a flashback, and I'm like, when is this? Because it's Carol driving a car. I was like, is this when Rick first abandoned Carol? And it was. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I show her driving by Rick with his hand taped up and her hopping in the car with all the supplies that they had gathered and, and riding off. Um, and it looks like she drives a ways and then pulls over to the side of the road and basically starts crying. Like a bitch. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, punk ass Carol. You know what I'm talking and, about. And what, what was funny in that scene was that she was crying and the walker came and she screamed at the walker like, get the fuck away from me. Like, like, yeah. it was just annoying her. Like, ugh. I, I, you know, I not normally don't like flash, but flashbacks, thanks to blood. Mm-hmm. But, um, I felt like that was, like even though we knew Carol had her arrived, she had she had started to go cold on the inside. She was slowly becoming this uh, ruthless killer. Yeah, I felt like that moment right there, that cry scene in the car, that was it. That's when she turned to Rambo. Mm, you say it was that moment. Like I think that's when she really turned to Rambo. Because um, before then, she might would have been able to to do some killing. She'd have went back and maybe saved him at Terminus. Mm-hmm. But she turned to Rambo during that cry scene. I think she got rid of all the warmth and all the niceness she had in her heart in that cry scene. And, you know, when she cried them tears, man, she turned, you know, when a good girl turns bad, she gone forever. 
uh i gotta say i believe it was way before that um because she had already killed karen and them at the uh prison right yeah cold blood and then she had she was secretly teaching all the kids to kill behind everybody's backs it's like she had stopped being a victim and embraced the cold harsh reality of the zombie apocalypse i believe before this uh i believe it was after uh see she she, had some karen in her though she still was caring like she still cared about them girls yeah well she still cares now yeah but once she cried them tears out man like if she i don't i think that's what gave her the strength to kill them little girls well that one little girl well i i think even her killing those girls was out of compassion i don't think it was out of uh i don't think it was cold yeah, i don't think yeah. it was a cold emotionless because thing because it was did. something that had to be done yeah i think that's why she doesn't like talking about it because because right. it bothered her so bad to have to do it um i want her to be cold-blooded she's gonna be cold-blooded i hear you man i just don't think she is at Mm-mm. this point um i think and i think what she is now is more trying to avoid emotional being emotionally compromised and too much emotional attachment I think that's why she was getting in that car. But I think we'll get to that later. But uh, I do think her crying at that moment was big because if you think back to that episode, she never showed any emotion with Rick, really. Oh, no. She didn't even beg him to, like, let her come back or say that she would change or anything. Mm -mm. She basically was like, yeah, I killed him. Um, It was the right thing to do. You don't realize that, but you'll realize that soon. And, um, you you know, I, if I'm on my own, I'm on my own. And then she drove around the corner and cried. You know, like, she was like, I'm not going to let you, you're not going to see him coming down my eyes. How many, how many exes done that before? You know what I mean? <laughs> how many people done pulled that? Well, just leave then. Love should have brought your ass home last night. Then when you leave, you'd be like, please <gasps> <laughs> come back. <laughs> um, but, but I do feel like the reality of being utterly alone was what hit her in that car was like, honestly, since the first time, especially somebody that used to be a victim of domestic violence, mm-hmm. where people would ask like, Hey, why didn't you leave? And a lot of times it's like, cause this is the love that I know. Correct. Like I, f- I wonder if that was her first time being like, yo, I'm completely on my own. I have to be self-sufficient now. Right. And and I think that that also uh, gave her the uh, the strength to be able to do it on her own. Yeah. I think that it was something that she wouldn't be the badass she is now if she hadn't have had that time alone. Mm-hmm. Um, she, was, she was only alone for a brief second. Yeah, well, sometimes that's all you uh, need, right? That's the other thing. That flashback made it seem as though I was thinking weeks had passed. You know what I mean? Maybe yeah. even a month. Uh, but that flashback made made it seem like everything happened within a few days. I I, I I don't know about you, but I always feel like that's how the whole show is. I feel like everything only happens in a few days. Yep. I also feel like it, they don't go out of like a 30-mile radius. Like, I, I don't think they've gone very far, and I don't think they've they've uh a whole lot of time has passed either i feel like i guess because car keep getting older it makes me think that more time is passing than what it is yeah but But i think the show is trying to say kids in the zombie apocalypse age fast as fuck which they should Uh, but the the other part is and we're that i was i guess my sense of direction i was off i thought they were further north yeah you said that last week yeah Yeah. I, i i like they haven't gone anywhere, really. Yeah, they, they're still in the same. Like, yeah. all this they shit right is probably out. within the, like, a 
a big old circle yeah it's probably like i bet you they're not even an hour outside of atlanta like yeah, yeah they're not even that far i don't even think they're that far yeah no, because they walking how you know how far can you really get on two feet yeah what? and anytime that they've driven they've always stopped at the next like they've always been looking for sanctuary they they haven't actually driven until this this latest thing about going to virginia they've never actually been like hey let's drive to outside blank and live there or what let's just get away from here like they always are like oh a farm oh it's a prison and it's little things like every time they be like well all the zombies leave in atlanta we got to get as far as away as we can and it's like 10 miles ain't really that far <laughs> like i thought y'all see but it how far, far away. how far do you expect to get on two feet though that's well, the question first they was had a caravan of cars you know what i mean well, but you go out of gas I, have they like ever when, said that the zombies are leaving atlanta no they they did when they was first in that little campsite when um rick best friend the other cop was still alive hmm that's interesting i don't remember that um and that's when and they and they did have at one point like daryl even when they left the farm originally daryl had that motorcycle like they had a caravan of cars yeah but um, I, like i said i never they weren't traveling far they were just mm, traveling together it just seemed right. like they was yeah traveling it just seemed yeah i think you yeah i think i think you assumed it but it's like far is relative and far in the zombie apocalypse with road littered with danger it probably ain't that far right and where are these gas stations yeah um so uh anyway to me like carol was living the worst nightmare in the zombie apocalypse in my opinion you're a woman by yourself out there in the unknowns correct nobody to watch your back and you just gotta live you know what i mean like and i thought it it was uh kind of telling because you know they showed her with the plastic bottles and setting up like she had a book and candles she was reading she went to sleep with a gun on her chest and like she closed her eyes for like five seconds and it seemed like well maybe she just went straight to sleep and then her eyes woke up like she's just like her eyes just opened back up um and it made me think like i bet she didn't even sleep that night oh no no she couldn't have you know um then uh she was outside living another part of my worst nightmare reusing plastic bags (laughs) (laughs) reminded me of living back home with my mama (laughs) Uh, but she was reusing plastic bags and she saw smoke out the window just looking out the window watching the asphalt grow and uh she realized i guess looking out hey that's in the area of the prison correct Mm -hmm. and she hopped in a car drove over to towards the um prison and um when she was in when when she uh pulled up in a reflection of the car you could see it was the tower burning the tower that glenn and them uh used to sniper out of mm-hmm. the glenn top, used to it was use a, it to, uh, spread his jizz yeah glenn used to <laughs> use it to, to have sex with maggie spread all his holiday cheer and love <laughs> yeah but it was funny because you know clearly um that was the tower so she wasn't that far from the prison and no. she uh which makes sense because i never thought she would have been that far away you know but when i saw that i was like oh she deliberately followed the girls she it, it was like she deliberately got because remember like the next thing you knew she was behind the little girls like she just randomly popped up where mm-hmm. they were it was like oh oh coincidence we ran into each other 
oh well i knew it wasn't a coincidence i just always thought she never went far from the prison i didn't think oh she saw the smoke and the fire i didn't think she picked out the girls on purpose i think she would have hooked up with whoever was out coming out of you know because she picked them on purpose yeah it could be man i mean it would have been cool if they would have showed like rick stumbling out then somebody else stumbling out and then her going nope nope okay now pick with these girls because she's so calculating i just feel like i feel like she's calculating now and but why would she pick the girls out of any other people in the group what are you what are you because it was with tyrese because because what what tyrese as far as she knows wants to kill her like right so why would she pick the girls knowing that they was with tyrese oh yeah oh you're on my side okay yeah i'm what you can because she was training them those were and they replaced her own little girl Mm. um and she was training them to be killers and that would have been somebody that she wouldn't have to worry about turning against her see i think if she i think if she actually had a pick of the litter she would have went with daryl and beth because you know yeah that, that, out, out of all the groups yeah i think if she had to pick of any group to roll with yeah I, that's I, that's the only people that had that that love her and would have wanted to see her again and wouldn't have questioned anything about her i don't know two little girls that re, that replace your own daughter but tyree she killed karen right you she you you can't you can't go past that because you can't Mm-mm. she thought he was going to kill her when she told him so i guarantee you that was not her first choice she didn't even know that he didn't know Correct. when they first when they like it was awkward when they first got together she was prepared it, it was that moment of like am i gonna have to kill this big ass nigga so i don't think she would have picked that group mm-hmm. on purpose but at the same time it would be cool if they had like a flashback and show like that was the thing because I, I hear you maybe she did maybe she was partial to kids you know a possibility but i do think that um that also shows you that, like you say, she was always around. Yeah. It also showed you that she basically showed up after all hell broke loose. Well, and that was the thing. Well, she couldn't help at that point. Right. Because it was too, she didn't even see it till the smoke went off. And if, you know, that smoke was from the fucking tank blowing up that prison. Like, Correct. it wasn't like it was a long ass battle. By the time she got there, it was over. So um and she may have thought i my theory is that she may have thought everybody died mm-hmm. and i don't know if it was something where she ran out of gas or she was just driving along and she was like going through the woods and i, I literally think she was basically on foot and ended up crossing the girls i don't yeah. think it was no i might be wrong but i don't think it was any rhyme or reason behind it and the reason why i said is because i don't think that she knew the girls was with him because she looked petrified when she seen him because she may have thought the girls about themselves yeah that's yeah that's why i was saying with justin maybe you know i could see that that being a thing too or she just Mm -hmm. like she didn't really know every group was together she just ran up on those girls by themselves and was like oh shit you know i gotta help them i can't let them die but anyway, we'll, maybe we'll find out, maybe we won't. Um, so now we, uh, we get to, you know, that, like that basically starts the show. Come back, Daryl and Carol driving down the street, buddy cop, uh, following, uh, one of the, the cars with the crosses on the back. Um, and I was thinking like, because of the way the sh- scene was shot, I think it was just shot bad it made it seem to me like a car was following daryl and carol but it wasn't it was daryl and carol were following the other people and they hit a zombie yeah um after the other people like brute 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 rode past it mm-hmm. yep 
but that scene fucked me up because i was like what is it another car too like <laughs> right anyway um so i noticed that the road was clear and they were driving at a good clip and it made me think the other the the people that at the hospital they must take that road a lot right and they probably over the time of them going up and down that road probably had cleared it from all the debris so they can go in and out as quick as possible yeah there was no walkers on that road really there was you know no debris on the road now you could say maybe it's because everybody was leaving atlanta so that's why all the traffic was that way nobody was driving into atlanta but right and it it was was a back road too so maybe one of them things where it wasn't highly as like no i'm talking about the actual highway too oh it was so clear like it was all the way clear all the way into the city you know i Uh, no go ahead i think that probably had to my opinion like you said probably do with everybody was trying to get the fuck out that no who 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 in their right mind would have been going towards the city which is crazy though to me because i think people would just use the own like people would just start driving the opposite way down that road too like yeah i feel like they cleared it because all the roads there's been at least one car on the side or yeah. something like that just okay stranded and or that makes sense like they literally just was like cleared the road to make tr- uh, getting back and forth as uh effortless as possible that or they just they just whenever they was editing that scene decided not to put a car um because it was too dangerous maybe because it was dark we couldn't see the cars on the side of the road nah i was looking um you're talking about the highway scene not not the back yeah i'm talking road. about the highway okay yeah the highway was spotless it was like one side was yeah. packed and the other side was like no vehicles so um the car finally stops at a corner and it looks like they're checking something like security wise like opening up a gate or something or you know maybe they're just stopping to make sure they weren't followed whatever it was um daryl and carol pull up at uh a, a little ways up from the block turn off the car um a zombie gives me the second zombie scare of the episode walks up to them and starts knocking on the door again out the blue uh scared the shit out of me mm-hmm. i don't know why they didn't kill that zombie immediately oh because because people in front of them if they would have killed them it would have let them know that somebody was back there yeah I, well I, i'm with you justin i think they waited too late like they should have killed it immediately but they didn't realize that they were going to stop get out of the car move some debris start walking around like i think if they would have known all that shit was gonna happen they would have just stabbed that zombie in the face right away correct but i thought they they probably was thinking like i was this is gonna be a quick stop yeah they were just trying to be quiet you know and um it didn't work man because that zombie walked up and i thought the dude was gonna spot him for a while right because that's why i wanted i was like kill him this zombie gonna make too much noise now that dude gonna wonder what's got the zombie worked up nah you're right i thought that was gonna happen too yeah and i thought he was gonna walk over there at that point but you know zombie apocalypse he was lazy he was like man i ain't (laughs) i'm gonna go die for for this bullshit yeah i don't gotta worry it ain't coming out to me so yeah right and he did probably had no idea he was even following he just think it's some random car that the zombie was just beating up on Mm -hmm. so uh but daryl noticed they had police officer uniforms yeah yep um so uh basically they're sitting there the the guys in the in the car drive off and daryl goes to follow them tries to crank up the car cars out of gas uh so they realize hey we need to get get out of here on foot carol says i know a place a couple blocks from here we can make it uh so they stab the zombie in the head 
and hit hightail it to a spot a couple blocks from there and that shit was like um nightmare elm street because the further they walked the more and more of them shits was like creeping around the corner like goddamn roaches i was like what the fuck is happening here yeah the freaks come out at night right it, it, it had that feeling like um michael jackson what's this street harassment video the way you make me feel video right felt a lot like that <laughs> well, just more and more niggas coming out of nowhere and shit oh, some thriller so they went to go break into this building that carol obviously knew and daryl was you know opening up the door it was taking a while and making a lot of noise and what i realized too is like i bet those freaks came out those zombies came out because of the sound of daryl trying to crank the car and it not working uh, yeah you know what i mean because i was thinking about like what why did all the zombies come out that they, the other people were just there and they didn't come out but it must have been when it was like like they must be like oh something out there moving around he didn't even question carol like like right away like you know a place i mean would you it's carol just do do what the fuck she said hell no carol like we know carol yeah he do because he hadn't seen all of what she's done yeah he he can feel it yeah he knows (laughs) know them two girls ain't come back he smell it he smell it on them Mm -hmm. he know them two girls ain't come back right so he knew something that went down with that so um they go to uh a building they break in um you know look around he asked did you used to work here or something and she just said something. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't ask her no question, but she turned into black ops real quick. Yeah. Uh, so uh, they go in. There's a uh, bunk beds, a small room. There's uh, some uh, literature on the table. One of them is, one of the things I see is a book about children ab- abuse survivors, uh, child abuse and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, and they're getting her read on. Uh, so, so Daryl, uh, I think puts it together like, okay, this is a, like a women's shelter or something. And he was like, you know, um, you used to stay here or whatever. And, uh, she's like, yeah, we used to stay here. So I'm assuming her and Sophia, mm-hmm. yep. uh, when they was trying to get away from her husband, a bachelorette pad. Yeah. And then, you know, sometimes, uh, go back to him apparently because they were still with him when the zombie apocalypse started right um yeah and basically beat worse and you know what i was thinking was if you think about it an abuse survivor would actually be well equipped for the zombie apocalypse because mm-hmm. it's an abusive thing and like you need to protect yourself and figure out how you're going to navigate this world and you know somebody who's a, a survived domestic violence or child abuse or whatever like you probably already have certain protections you have to do just so you can survive mentally and physically every day is a war zone for you of course compared to you know just the average person you know um so there's certain things that she probably had already like mentally you know prepared herself to be able to do so are you advocating for domestic violence to prepare of course of course for the, for the zombie apocalypse I, that's why i do it yep let the zombies beat on you mm-hmm. and at. eat on you why you why you think i let myself get beat you think it's because <laughs> for my own just pleasure or something no <laughs> that's why i'm good and strong over here right <laughs> um so yeah it was a women's shelter which was you know kind of sad man but uh um so they were in there and then a sound they heard a sound uh but oh no 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 actually no i'll take it back 
um carol was like i got the top bump and um i was like okay so y'all gonna do it on both feds and <laughs> daryl was sitting on the bottom bunk and she was looking out the window and they started talking about um you know she was like i'm gonna take the first watch she was like you know nah you can rest she was like he was like we pretty much locked up in here we should be safe and she was like nah i'm gonna just i'm gonna take first watch <laughs> Hey, she friends on the fuck out of him <laughs> so fast. See, that was weird to me because I didn't read that as him trying to holler. You read it as him trying to holler. I read it as him saying, "Come on to bed, like let's." I want to just sit and talk, just you and I. We we can relax and 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 get that bond back together. And she was like, "Nope, we ain't no connection over here. We mm. you keeping know, my distance." And I don't know. And I guess because. Daryl is very focused. Like they're 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 very focused when it comes to that process. So he, you know, it's one of those things with like, hey, I do first watch, you do first watch. I don't think I think it was just flat nothing else. Maybe I might have been reading wrong. I didn't think it was nothing else more to it than that. Nah, he was trying to he was trying to get her to come on the bed. Mm-hmm. Was- um, yeah, I didn't picture picture it that way, but I mean, I was hoping it was that way, but I just didn't picture it that. Like he didn't look. Like they, he didn't look like, oh man, why didn't she come sleep with me? But he didn't, but he didn't say like, I'll take first watch. He was just like, no, come to bed, which is all the way different from like, no, you get some rest. I got first watch. You know what I'm saying? No, I understand what you're saying. So I'm just giving that, my. And that's why I'm saying he was, he was yeah. trying to get his hollow on. Yeah, I, I hear you. I just read it differently, but I've always read that relationship differently. It's like I want it to be more, but the show and the way they write the characters, they don't see it as more. Like they somehow they both see it as just like almost like a a, a aunt and nephew or you know like, <laughs> like like they see it almost like a fam family bond and I'm just like man it's the zombie apocalypse like getting them cakes dog but um <laughs> yeah so uh she did come sit down with him on the bed and lean back and she was like do you did you mean what you said about like starting over. And, um, uh, he was like, yeah. And she was like, you know, basically like, how did you start over? He was like, you know, just, I just started over, you know, like, well, you know, what do you want to do? And she, he was like, uh, she, and he was, she was saying the things that changed and he was like, how so? And she was like, I don't think we get to save people anymore. Uh, which, how did y'all read that line? I don't get to save people. Uh, Karen, how do you think, what did you think that meant? Because I think it's one of those things where she tried to say Sophia, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's like she spent, she tried to say the children at the prison. Mm-hmm. She basically tried to say the girls. And I think for the fact that she tried to save things that she was losing at the same time during the process of saving was really getting to her. Mm. What about you, Justin? How'd you uh, read it? I read it that she wanted to, to be alone. And she willing to do it with him and just them two be alone. Um, I like, I think she, that was her way of saying she's tired of large groups. No, and, and I disagree because she was willing to leave by herself. Like she wouldn't have left with him. If he hadn't followed her, she wouldn't have left with him. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. She don't like large groups, but I think since, since they've now journeyed on this new venture together, she's willing to like you and I can start over, but. See, to me, I yeah. read it like, cause then Daryl asked her, well, then what are we doing here? Because I think he was saying, why are we even trying to save Beth if we're not, 
if you honestly don't believe we get to save people anymore what's the point of us going on this mission to save Beth? and i think she that's when she came and sat down um and you know they talked a little bit more but you know i do feel like um like i i I think the way i read that was like um we don't get to change people anymore and i think she was trying to be hard but she's not really no she's i think she wants yeah i think she wanted to sound like like she didn't have emotions and she wasn't attached to people and it's just bullshit you know because he was like what would have happened he said because he said what were you gonna do if i hadn't shown up and you would have gotten that car and she said i don't know i still don't know oh she know so you don't believe her she would have left yeah she was leaving um and i'm not saying i'm just saying i feel like she she doesn't she'll be a part of a large group but she'll prefer to be i think she's willing she accepted like she'll go ahead and just be by herself i honestly feel like what she's at right now is she doesn't want to be hurt again correct and all this shit she's saying is actually bullshit she does need people she does Mm -hmm. love the group Mm -hmm. she did go all the way out there to save maggie i mean save beth and i don't think it's i think she's trying to be hard but she's not really as hard as she thinks she needs to be no they're not daryl can be but i don't think she has the heart to do i don't even think daryl is i honestly don't daryl needs the group too yeah he does the same way that he had those remember when he had all those hallucinations of his brother to get back to the group to motivate him like everybody needs the group nobody is bigger or stronger than the group everybody the group if you learn anything from the show i feel like the moral of the show is you know survival in is is about not just becoming a cold heartless you know like weird type of version of of society but like trying to keep what makes society good together like the reason that the group survives and they're the deadliest motherfuckers is because they do believe in you know sticking together having equality amongst the group um things of that nature as opposed to these other groups where it's like in our group we rape and kill women well our group anything like if you look at every other group any if you claim something it's yours first no nobody can take it like from you and if we find out you're lying we kill you oh well we eat people oh well we um uh, we just have a dictatorship and one man decides everything for everybody like all the groups have like these fatal flaws and this is the only group that because they're still trying to be good people keeps working and i feel like carol is part of that even though she's been hurt by it but she was only kicked out because she violated the group which was killing those people without even consulting anybody so i feel like everything she's doing is like a reflection of that like she's trying to come up with this new philosophy of i don't need this group and i think she was trying to lead the group before the group could leave her again yeah it which result which I, like i said before result back to that loss that pain yeah the, she the wasn't suffering be yeah. Right. She wasn't going to be hurt no more because she knows how it feels to be beat down. She knows how it feels to lose, you know, because the whole, what, like second season, I hated her character because she was so goddamn depressed the whole time. Uh, <laughs> because her, do- well, I mean, which is not oh, saying her daughter she was on died. The farm, second season, right? No. 
was in the farm second season was a farm yeah okay. but she was so depressed and i was like oh my god but you know what that's that's a testament to the writing on the show and True. one of the reasons that i like beth is because they they're good at taking a character that you're like man fuck this character and just flipping it around like, you're like oh actually i like this person right because that second season i was like oh yeah yeah you i've know? always been okay with beth i think yeah, but you know, like yeah, Beth never bothered me. Um, and uh, our girl Nuclear Winner in the chat is saying, you know, having to kill the girl took a lot from her, and I think so right. too. Having to kill Lily, um, had to take a lot out of her, man. Um, so a fucking noise cock blocks Daryl right when I'm like, kiss her, you fool, <laughs> kiss her, give her a reason to stay. Mm-hmm. Grab that booty. Mm-hmm. And then the, the the noise happens, so they go investigate it. And it's a zombie knocking on the, the the door that's obviously locked. It can't get in. So they get ready to turn around, and then a little tiny zombie shadow comes up, and it's like a little kid zombie. Mm-hmm. Carol goes to kill it and put it out of his misery. And Daryl says, nah, don't do that. Yeah, you don't have to. And then she, to. like, shakes him off and says, I'm going to do it anyway. And he said, nope, you don't have to do that. Correct. And so she turns around and goes back and lays down and goes to sleep time flashes forward she wakes up and the sun is out and she looks out the window and daryl is set up a fire and he's burning the little zombie baby body so we now know what that beth size uh that beth size package he was carrying is right (laughs) it's actually the zombie baby yeah and uh i feel like he did that to spare her because of sophia right and lily you know he's like you don't have to kill all the kids all right Save something for me. He love him some Biff. Mm-hmm. He just need to tell her that. What? I love you, girl. Wait. You, you're probably going to be my wife. Wait, who are you talking about, I Darryl? mean, not Biff, but uh, Carol. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he saved Carol and um, from, from having to kill uh, from having to kill that zombie or whatever. Um, he loved Biff with his penis. He loved Carol with his heart. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't get the. I don't think there was any sexual tension between him and Beth. I, th- I think that's kind of weird. Um, feel like felt a little too much like pedophile shit. Um, and the way they handled it that episode, it felt like it wasn't gonna be a sexy thing. Daryl strike me as a dude like how they get down in West Virginia. So no disrespect to the people in West Virginia, but. I mean, I you met, you remember Lawrence used to come to the Y. He clearly said, nope, they do date family members in West Virginia. It's a common theme now. So. Yep. Uh, I disagree. Um, so, <laughs> so, uh, um, somebody, the truth. this girl on Twitter said, lovely, lady, lovely lock said, why couldn't that, that corpse be Beth? Instead of a zombie. <laughs> oh, no, so I didn't good. want to be Beth. And I just replied, you are a hateful person. <laughs> we like Beth now. <laughs> uh, and so we had another flashback of Carol and Ty- Tyrese burying uh, that little psycho and her sister. Um, so just another. And I think, were they were they burying them with a fire too or something? Or it was just, she burnt them. Because remember when he yeah. found them, they were burnt up. So it basically showed her standing above them while they were burning. Yeah. Oh, that's what yeah, it was. She was in the courtyard. Mm-hmm. She was in the courtyard burning Karen and the other dude. Okay, I must have missed a the flashback then. Because wasn't there a flashback of her just um, 
her and Tyrese burying the sisters? Yes, that was further on. That was further on. Okay. Yes. So, um, um, how did that get out of order? That is weird. I must have just missed it. Anyway, no um, so anyway, uh, they ha- and they have one of the most beautifully shot scenes, which is Carol and uh, Daryl hit the road in the morning on foot, running up downtown Atlanta. Up the side of buildings and shit. Um, they distract the zombies by lighting a legal pad, and the fire distracts the zombies. And I wonder if, if Daryl learned that from when they set that fire at the building. May have that it draws their attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, not you know they're attracted to noise and movement, so it would make sense. But uh, yeah, he basically attracted them, and they they were using that to like stealthily sneak by zombies and stuff. Uh, which was cool. I thought the, I just thought that whole scene was amazingly shot. The camera angles were amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just the way they got the scene to feel so intense, it was well, dope. I like the fact they had a plan even before they left. They, like, they came up with a plan. Yeah, cause he grabbed that pad on their way out. Right. Um, and Daryl threw it with such precision. I was like, he used to be hell in Ultimate Frisbee, right? <laughs> right. That's from shooting them bows. Mm-hmm. I mean, arrows. So then they walk into um, a wing of... Now, what building was this, by the way? Like, it was the parking deck. I thought it was the parking deck. Yeah, because yeah. they wanted to see... Because they looked out the window. And I forgot to mention this. They looked out the window earlier in the in the other building, and they saw a van with the same like markings on the back of it at the top of a parking deck and they were like we need to get over to that parking deck so we can look in that building look in that vehicle for clues right and i think um when they went down there to find all the zombies they was like we could get up in that um you know how you have the pathway to connect the buildings yeah he was like that would give us a better view or something like that so i think that's why they were heading up in that direction right so they walk into um this uh i forget what you call it but it looks like almost like a glass hallway mm-hmm. uh to the building that crosses the street breezeway. So, breezeway they run across the breezeway or whatever and there's people that died in camping bags and tents right and this is weird because they don't look like they died from zombie bites Mm-mm. yeah they just turn yeah death. like what right. do y'all think happened to those people that that that's what happened because they actually revealed that you know, when you die and come back, you do. You, you, no, no, no. I feel like they How do you think they all hunger. died at the same time in their just, camping shit? I feel like they just died from hunger. Everybody, and everybody just died. There was only two. No. No, it was there a was series. Some in the, there was some in the tents. There were some uh, in the, uh, there were like three or four in the sleeping when, bags. When Noah, it was just those. I'm thinking about the Yeah. Noah. Mm, may, may, maybe something got released. Maybe, mm, maybe they starved. Because yeah. obviously they didn't eat each other, so I think it was more of starvation. But like you say, even with that, they were in such a packed, tight area that they that it's almost like something may have hit, hit them all at the same time. It's like they got scratched or something. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't show the scratch. But everybody got scratched everybody. at the same time? Right. I was, I was thinking like maybe they killed themselves. Yeah. Like maybe they all killed themselves Drunk or something. poison yeah. or somebody released gas, something. Because like you say, for it to be 20, 30 people within, a, within such a close proximity, just out. And no one was shot. Nope. And nobody, it looked like nobody was bit. 
yeah and now is that also the same city that the cdc bomb went off in yes so it could be that fallout from that but it was just interesting i was like i have no idea what happened to those people and that was a crazy ass scene you know what i mean like just a whole lot of dead people that nobody got bit by a zombie just dead people that just all died at the same time that could be a possibility cause like you said you have because they was um back in i must say season one season two whenever uh they were looking because carol and her husband and sophia was there with um then while they was like looking at them blowing up the city, they dropped several bombs across the city so it's a possibility it could have been from the um gases from that could have killed people Wait, they dropped. I didn't. I thought the CDC just blew up. No, remember, who dropped bombs? Remember, they had a flashback uh, when they looked across and you see them bombing up the city of Atlanta. Am I the only one to see was paying attention to this goddamn episode? I remember them talking about it. I don't remember seeing it, but yeah, I, I don't. Right? No, it was a flashback when um, uh, Rick's wife and the um, what you call it was sleeping with each other, and they did like a a, a, little, a little short flashback, and they got to a certain point, and they looked out uh, out in the open, and you basically seen the whole city of Atlanta on fire, and they were throwing bombs on it. Okay, okay, maybe maybe I was I made that up, but I remember that episode very clearly. I'm, I'm waiting for somebody to confirm it in the chat room. I'm not seeing anything. Everybody's quiet as church. Yeah, I just I didn't make that. The, up. I remember the doctor talking about it about how they came and bombed the city um but i like the homage to the tank that rick was hiding in too yeah someone said that it was gunshot wounds in the chat but i mean but if they were gunshot wounds why wouldn't they shoot them in the head well you want everybody to die painfully also there's no gunshot wounds in the in the um tent and nuclear winter says she don't remember a bombing i think karen made that up i did not make that up i will okay, go back and right. find it for okay, you i'm sure it's in there right. <laughs> find the episode hey man relax man yeah I'm, can you wiki I'm trapped in this room i'm trapped in the uh, studio <laughs> can you wiki that for me then karen i will thank you good grief anyway um so i thought they just died camping um <laughs> they died from zippers the, the carbon the, monoxide <laughs> i just think it was a bunch of people too stupid to unleash uh to unzip the zippers so they just got stuck in tents and camping bags they carbon monoxide from the um uh, smoke from the um from the fires they was burning yeah that's what it was um so they um i also noticed that when beth i mean when daryl and carol walked in the door you could kind of see a shadow behind them and i was like was that a walker i don't think it was um so they went through this door it had a chain on it and foreshadowing it was an obvious two-person job to get in and out that door so i was like if that was a walker or even if it was a person following them they won't be able to get in the door because you need two people to make it in um so once they got in they were pretty safe um and uh they started walking around looking at stuff and uh uh, uh carol asked daryl like how can you start over and he said the reason uh we can start over is because we gotta that's just the way it is right and i found it okay well, where's that put it in the chat for me or read it however you want to do it let's see how i post it hold on it won't there you go okay cool so youtube link let's let's check this out the walking dead bombing atlanta Oh, this is somebody that literally filmed 
Oh, I didn't have I didn't realize it. They really filmed that TV. Oh, okay. There's helicopters bombing Atlanta. Yeah, I definitely don't remember that. Yeah, this is season one. This one, this one, Shane stole his bitch, man. Mm-hmm. Was this before, Rick wasn't introduced to the group yet then either, was he? No, I don't think so. Mm-mm. See, uh, that's why I say, and it may have been the, um, you know, you have dust, you have debris, you have gases, all this stuff kind of going all, all at the same time, and no, people may have not had time to respond. No, I get it. You know, that looked like a um, deleted scene. You know, I definitely don't remember that. Ah, well, Karen's right. If it was in there, it was in there. I must have just forgot Karen, it. Karen, 100 bonus points for you. Yeah. <laughs> I pay attention, honey. I was like, I remember this. Um, So uh, maybe they died from that. Um, Then, um, so Daryl and Carol, man, they when they were going through um, looking for all the clues, discussing the art on the wall and all this shit, it made me think about uh, True Detective, man. They, they would make a good group, a good uh, pairing for True Detective. Correct. Carol and Daryl for True Detective next season. That's what I would like to see. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, they were discussing the art, and he said it looked like a dog wiped his ass across it, and Carol was like, <laughs> I kind of like it. Um, and that was, you know, that was kind of fun. Um, and actually, this is when they, I take it back, this is when they looked out the window and saw that van. Yes, up on that bridge. Yeah, this is mm-hmm. when they did it. Um, I had the timing wrong. Um, so they went back to go to the you know to go across the breezeway they were gonna make their way over to that parking lot and look up there and go to that van and uh they went to that creepy door carol put the gun out first and uh she walked through and then she yelled at uh daryl and was like you know don't come out uh he came out noah told him to give him his weapons noah looked scared as shit yeah Noah. he was trying to look tough though yeah, on that one leg. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Chris, look, everybody hate Chris doing so good right now. And that's why everybody hates him. Because he <laughs> stole their shit. I was waiting on Tachina Arnold to show up and make him get the shit back. <laughs> Boy taking up people's shit. Mm-hmm. But uh, Noah, you know, did some old, like, James Bond villain shit, stole their weapons. Then he he was like, y'all tough. Y'all should be able to handle it. And then he used the other... um the zombies that they left alive in the tents as weapons by unzipping the tents and being like, y'all deal with my henchmen and ran off. <laughs> he didn't have he, a long monologue. Yeah. It, and my thing is that I think that was last second. Cause I was wondering who, cause I was like, it looked like they're being followed, but I didn't know who was following them. Mm-hmm. And when they show him, I was like, A, he ain't gangster. And B, I guess he figured out if y'all survived this long, y'all will be all right. Yeah, so he unzips the zombies and runs off. Carol actually still has a gun on her. <laughs> Carol pulled out that two-piece. Right. That, that shooter, boy. And Carol was about to put a cap in Noah's ass. Um, <laughs> yeah, she was. And, um, she about to take that other leg out. And my man Daryl was like, nah, don't. Um, and she was going to shoot him right in the back like Ferguson PD. And... <laughs> Daryl said, don't. Uh, she was like, nah, I was just going to shoot him. 
in the leg. <laughs> but uh if you look at how high she was aiming, what was he gonna jump before she shot him in the leg? Cause <laughs> with no leg aim now. Man, we know Carol straight headshots over. Right. <laughs> she just killed the two zombies with headshots. He, he was running high. You know, and uh Daryl was being real zen about the whole thing, like, yeah, you know, um, you know, we 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 don't need to be we don't need to kill them and um, we can do it without the weapons and all this stuff. She's like, what are we supposed to do without the weapons? You know, like, same thing we, we was doing before. Surviving, yeah. Hey, man, Daryl need a good slapping, man. He need to be slapped one good time to wake him up, change yeah. his life. No, and you know, and I think also, uh, that was his way of basically telling her, hey, we don't have to constantly go around killing everybody we cross. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because he still, his thing earlier was we still have humanity. Correct. You know, it was like, yeah, we don't have a crossbow and a gun. That's fine. We still have our humanity intact. You know, he's not like a punk or whatever. And he's still Daryl. He's still the guy that she called a bad. But she said that he had changed. She said, basically, you know, before you was a boy, now you're a man. A strong, sexy man with arms on feet. <laughs> arms on fleet i still gotta kill him staking my weapon though that's all principle okay yeah that's what you would have done mm-hmm. I, I agree I, not only would i kill him for taking my weapon uh i would also uh tortured him for a while you know like really teach him a lesson if i had time for it i would no nah, i make time i make time <laughs> um because so then um well, and then of course that would have meant that we wouldn't have got to say Beth, but we'll get to that so um Daryl uh and Carol basically having a fight the whole time that they walk into the van because mm-hmm. she was like we should have killed that nigga and he was like <laughs> nah man you got like man, he's a kid like we still need to you know do whatever and um his his bag fell over and out of the bag was the book mm-hmm. the book that about the children of abuse right and Justin how did you why do you think he took that book he was abused. Mm-hmm. Uh, as a kid, he was abused. He talked about it, or how his brother left him there to just get abused. Yeah. Uh, I, what about you, Karen? I agree. I think a lot of it had to do with him. I think him going to that shelter, and you know what? He may have actually been in the shelter. He might not have said anything to her, mm-hmm. but it's just one of those things where uh, I think he came to realization that he needs to to start over he need to fix himself and i think him probably reading that book would help that process you I, know i hope that book had a lot of pictures in it because daryl don't strike me as the type that's <laughs> knowing the multi-syllable words damn you told <laughs> Uh, no disrespect. No disrespect. No, it's though. very disrespectful. <laughs> uh, Extremely. So, um, yeah, I thought he picked up the book also for self help. But the, when he first dropped, I was like, oh, he picked it up so he could relate to her. But I forgot he said that his dad used to beat them and shit. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Merle was his older brother, so obviously there's some abuse there. Yep. Yep. Um. So, uh, um, they so they make it up to this van. Well, only all they have is knives and shit. And uh, they start going into the van. The van is hanging off the edge of a parking lot, parking deck at the very top. Mm-hmm. And uh, now how it got there, I have no idea. I how, do, how do y'all think that van got there? 
uh, crash from trying to escape, and I know I wouldn't have messed with it. It would have just stayed right there. Like, someone must have got extremely lucky with that van in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. That it didn't go over when they was in it? Yeah. Correct. Like, how did that shit happen? I just kept looking like, that doesn't even make sense. And you know what? And I and I might be wrong, and I need to go rewatch the episode, but I think that uh, the people at the uh, hospital drew those zombies to their location because I think that somebody kind of laid down and faked like they were a zombie or something like that. I think that the zombies were drawn there by somebody. I don't think mm. those zombies appeared just because cause they did not make that much noise to to bring those many zombies. Just like all of a sudden him and Daryl and Beth at the house and all of a sudden 50, 50 zombies at their front door. Mm-hmm. I think something pulled the, pulled the zombies in that direction. Oh, like that van is a trap. Right. Like house a trap. Correct. Wow. That is a hell of a theory, Karen. I really, I really do think Sometimes that. Sometimes you got to go there, Karen. I, I, and, and the reason why I think that's because it looks like they do this. They have send the zombies at people to have them kind of be attacked and then knock them out or do something to the people to bring them back. Yeah, they say the strong one. I mean, right. they say the weak one to kill the strong str- one. Correct. Uh, so maybe that's what happened. All I know is there's a gang of fucking zombies up there for some reason. Mm-hmm. And they came out of nowhere. Right. And this, see, that's why I say that it's not like they were making all this noise and racket yeah. or anything like that. I was like, well, how the fuck these zombies just appear out of nowhere? Yeah. And I heard one of the zombies say, get those niggers. And I was like, what? <laughs> that's so you know shit gets real. Uh, but then, uh, they get trapped in the back of the van, basically. Because they can't escape the whole herd of zombies, and the zombies are coming from both directions. Mm-hmm. So uh, they hop back into the back of the van. Mm-hmm. Jagmobile. And then they gave each other a look. No words. Mm-hmm. And hopped in the front seat, put on the seatbelts, and prepared for the ride of a lifetime. Yo, Thelma and Louise. I immediately thought of, you think of what I'm thinking, partner? Mm-hmm. Aim for the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> and hope we make it. Oh, man. And I was like, they about to die. <laughs> yeah, that's from uh, the other guys. Yep. Right. I was like, uh-oh. Well, when they land to the, they landed at the bottom of uh, this the parking deck, I mean, the van was all fucked up. It looked like someone had run a soup kitchen inside of it. Right. And you know what? Safety first. They did buckle up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Daryl had to tell her to. She originally wasn't going to buckle up. Yeah, uh, but I think Dirty Mike and the boys had got to it. Uh, the whole- <laughs> oh, yes, they did. They used it several times. The, the whole inside of the van was all fucked up when they got done. They were definitely not on fleek. Yeah, Carol done mm-hmm. chasing waterfalls, mm-hmm. though, man. Yeah, she, no, no more waterfalls. She done chasing no waterfalls. Exactly. She don't want no scrubs. So <laughs> uh, they, when they got down there, Carol's shoulder was fucked up real bad. It was all discolored and shit. And uh Daryl was limping. And the 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 most fucked up part was that she was like, I've dealt with worse. I was like, God damn, what what the fuck did he do to you then? Mm-hmm. But yeah, you gotta remember, uh remember when her and uh Rick was at the house and she like relocated uh, cousin's shoulder and shit? Probably because she had to do that to herself. You know what I kept thinking? Yeah, from her husband you know, her ass. When they first landed, I kept thinking, This is bullshit. Because if they would have fell and all those zombies was damn chasing them, the zombies would have fell on top of the van. And as I was typing it, zombies fell on top of the van. I, I was, God, I love this show. I, look, I was mad more zombies didn't fall on top of the van. I was expecting for it to, that whole herd to just fall on top of the van. 
all i know is i love this show man because i didn't even think i thought i was like did they fucking forget that zombies are stupid and they wouldn't just be like oh they got away like (laughs) (laughs) they was just slow yeah so the zombies fell and like they all like got fucked up and uh i was like yo carol and daryl officially impossible white man for that stunt Mm -hmm. they should be dead i was mad they walked away and didn't check the van for more clues well they found the only clue they needed at the bottom of um the uh what was it the there was a bed in there for like ambulance like emergencies and stuff to carry people's bodies and it had uh where where are they at grady something yeah he said what does gmc mean or gmh mean she said grady memorial hospital he's like oh that must be where they took her and i'm putting two and two together i also think it's a trap too is because um it had the same crosses that that uh vehicle had it took bells i think that they may have strategically set it there um or either they somebody somebody in the group may have been driving it and it crashed and that's something like i said i think it's a setup site where people come digging it and maybe look if they get cut or if they get injured come looking for supplies because it's an ems yeah, I mean, and they send zombies. Their, it's definitely one of their vehicles. Right, and I really do. Um, I really do think that bridge was a whole setup. Now they didn't think they was gonna jump off the bridge, but I do think that that was a setup. Um. So, um, I also noticed the airbags didn't deploy. So, shit, don't buy a Chevy, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> um. So they they uh basically go to recuperate. Like they have, they don't have a choice. They just have to get into a building and um you know try to try to take care of themselves or something and um Dar- carol tells daryl that she sees him as a man now and she's had worse injuries and uh they're they're just in there chilling um think about the next move and that's when they hear uh noah in the background making all that damn noise making a whole lot of goddamn noise <laughs> yeah he was <laughs> black people in the zombie apocalypse are just like black people at the movie theater loud <laughs> <laughs> for no goddamn reason <clears throat> and i was like you know it makes sense that noah wouldn't get far because noah don't really know what the fuck he doing <laughs> no <laughs> God, he got the derrick rose ankles and, <laughs> <laughs> damn uh, they went, <laughs> that's the worst ankles in the life <laughs> They walked around. (laughs) They walked around a corner, and there was an arrow sticking out of a zombie's neck. Uh, So they was like, "This nigga didn't even hit the head." (laughs) Shot him in the throat. Just terrible. Oh, that's right. Because she was like, "That's one of yours." He was like, "Yes." Mm -hmm. Uh, So Daryl starts starts running and shit when he uh, sees him, Um, and and. he and carol has a zombie fall on top of her and it hurts her shoulder they kill it and then she's like just go go get him don't worry about me and daryl has the gangster ass takedown where he slams noah into a bookcase the bookcase falls on top of noah and right as daryl rolls away right that shit was so gangster like the physics on that i wouldn't even thought angry. of that yeah and so um Noah apparently has uh in in addition to Derrick Rose ankles, he has Kevin Durant arms because he can't get the bookshelf off of him. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, I couldn't have either. White room. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and Daryl takes his cigarette and smokes his last menthol for the nigga too. He's like, mm. 
I smoke one for I, you. How did you know I like Newport? Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, thanks for these, cuz. And um, Carol's like, man, uh, we can't just leave him here to die. And Daryl was like, no, nah, nigga, you said right, you we don't to, save people no more. You going to be hard. Nah, you a G, remember, player? You, you, ice cold, ice cold. Ice cold. And no, sorry, Cobbin, please, like a motherfucker. <laughs> He's like, come on, please, don't do me like this. Hey, dog, hey, dog, you can't leave me here to die. Hey, your dick. Yeah, please, <laughs> I got these two cheeseburgers. <laughs> um, and Daryl was like, nah, let him die. And she was, she, he begged, she was like, come on now. And he was like, I already gave you a second chance. And you are a lot of chances. And then, uh, uh, Carol was like, uh, oh, and then right about that time, because Carol's shoulders hurt, so she couldn't help, really. And the zombie that was knocking on the door fell on top of the bookcase, started getting ready to eat Noah. And Carol was finally like, you know, like, Daryl, you know, like, come on. And then Daryl shot the zombie through the head with a crossbow that he already was aiming. And I think he did all that to prove to her that she was not as hard as she thought. And she does need help. Correct. And that she hasn't really given up on people. Mm Mm-mm. Because if she really had, she would have let that kid die. And I don't yes. even think Daryl was going to let him die. I really oh, no. think he was just, he was going to save him the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think about it, Justin? Uh, I just felt like she didn't want to kill him because he was a kid. Mm. She saw he was just a big, tall And kid, she has compassion. back a few grades. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, uh, so Daryl was standing over Noah like, you know, whatever he lifts the bookshelf off of him noah jumps up and goes and runs over and looks out the window fast as he's moved the whole episode <laughs> and i was thinking like essentially noah doubled back right well they heard because they were moving well they were moving closer to the to the hospital remember yeah right. so for them to even cross his location he would have been doubling back do you think Noah's plan was to go back and save Beth, or do you think I, it's just complete coincidence? I, I think it's a possibility he was trying to get supplies and stuff to sneak back in there, but I, I, I think he understands it had been a, a futile effort, but he was going to try because she set him free. I think he was just running around stupid. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I think it was strategy behind that. I think he was running around stupid. He, uh, he's scared of the zombies. Um, like he, like he rent, like think about it. He using a gun and on uh, one zombie, he leaving arrows and shit that he need for the crossbow. Like he don't know what he doing. No, cause he wasn't fit. You know, like like he wasn't fit to function outside of there. But I do think that he was like, me and Beth are gonna make this trip together. He should have been dead a long time ago. When he fell down the elevator shaft with no. He didn't even take a weapon with him when he went down there. No, he was trying to get free. Yeah, I think he was trying to go save her. I, I do. Because it doesn't make sense. He was supposed to be going to Virginia to see his mom, grandmama. And uh, instead he got caught chasing a white woman. <laughs> ain't, ain't that how it always is? <laughs> That's how it always I'm is. I'm thinking maybe they went the long way because they had to go back and check that um, van that they saw. I think they were originally heading towards one direction. And then they got turned around to go check their van. And then once they checked their van, it got them off their course. And that's how they ended up back with uh, Noah. But maybe, but um, they were really close to the hospital because they could hear the gunshot. Right. So I feel like I feel like they were close. They were getting closer to the hospital, not further away. 
Um, cause earlier when Carol shot that gun, the hospital people didn't show up. So, um, I think they, they were getting closer to the hospital. Um, and there, and, uh, I think Noah was thinking about going to save Beth. He was scared as fuck. We gotta get out of here. I know. He knew that was coming. Right. So, he knows um, routine. So, uh, they hear a noise and they look out the window and they realize, um, that people are coming um and he's like we got to get the fuck out of here basically because people coming and it's that you know it's the police people right and he that's how he got captured so he was like look they gonna they gonna get us and take us away and i'm not going back so he runs around the corner and of course his derrick rose ankles give out again (laughs) (laughs) um and uh carol actually runs out of the front door and gets hit by a police car. <laughs> yes, she does. So we found out she wasn't faking. It's not a plan to sneak into the hospital. Mm-mm. She got bum rushed by the fucking police car. <laughs> yes, she did. I was like, you don't look both ways when you cross the street. <laughs> yeah. Um. So and now I believe we solved the 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 question. It was Noah that was coming out of the woods mm. with with Daryl. Mm-hmm. We said, "Come on out." It must have been Noah. They must have doubled back to the church. They knew it was going to take a couple of days or whatever to, to take care of um, Carol in the hospital. She'll get the resources she needs. Right. Yeah, when Noah convinced them, Noah's like, nope, don't do it. You can't do it by yourself. They crazy enough. And, and they'll kill you. They got a lot of weapons. Mm-hmm. Uh, just let the doctors in there treat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and plus, I want to go the opposite direction. So, uh, they got Carol, but now Noah and Daryl in the car driving. They stole a car, tricked some zombies. Well, see, wasn't it the, the truck that they had the first time they went to go get the weapons with Rick? Huh? You remember when they had a truck, when they went to go get those weapons with Rick? Uh, Daryl went to go get his brother, Merle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't that one of the vans that they had so that they could escape? Let's say yes, because I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember. I, I mean, I don't remember that it would be that exact same. I don't van, know if it was the exact same van, but I remember the van. Yeah, yeah let's just say yes. I don't, I don't care because he went straight to that van. Yeah, so they got in the van, uh, the truck, and drove off towards the church. Um, so why were they walking? Why didn't he drive up to the church? Now that they showed him in the van, like why was he walking through the woods? Maybe Something they ran out of happened. gas. That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, it could be something else. Um, Cause they they still haven't. We think it's Noah. It could be somebody else. Could what, be Morgan. What do you think Merle thinks about Daryl teaming up with a black person? For oh, he grade? would not approve of this <laughs> at all. Mm. Um, not them darkest. But yeah, they're about to fuck that hospital up next week. Man, and they not. And in the preview, it don't even look like they sending everybody. Just like Rick, uh, going back with them. <laughs> like, like here's Rick and Tyrese. Go ahead and do what it do. Man, and well, that's because Glenn and um Maggie separated the group. I'm saying they don't even need the whole group, <laughs> right? They just need Rick and like, and Tyree's just there in case it's another white baby to save. That's it. <laughs> that's his whole job. <laughs> he's just on, yeah, he on babysitting duty, right? And then uh, for those of you, if you're watching The Walking Dead and you're not watching The Talking Dead, you're losing in life. Yeah, you stupid sons of bitches. Um, but speak, by the way, by the way, shout out to my new bae. 
Yvette Nicole Brown. God damn, she good. Man, she was on it. She had a notebook full of shit. I don't know if mm-hmm. she would ever come on to the show, but I would love to have her on for one of these shows. Mm-hmm. I love her. I about to say, you might reach out to her people. Who knows? Yeah, we definitely go together. Trying to say I got to have a notebook and shit? Uh, yep. Who, first of all, you need to stop using a computer that cuts off the internet. Your computer being gangster. Can we just start with that. Don't, don't get mad. My computer stronger than your computer. Yeah, <laughs> Tell your computer to get his gigabytes <laughs> and circuit board up. <laughs> Suffocating the internet. You know what I mean? Um, Put a stranglehold on this shit. This is how we do. But uh yeah, uh what are you looking forward to next week, Justin? Uh just another good episode. It's not a surrounding um Glenn and them. Like I'm just happy about that. Glenn's so boring. What about you, Karen? I'm ready to see Rick and them fuck shit up. Uh, I don't know. Uh, uh, for those of you, like I said, don't watch Talking Dead, they show like a clip and they was actually talking about Carol and whether or not to save her or not. So that's going to be interesting to see how that goes. And uh, if Carol wakes up before they get there, she gonna fuck shit up on her own because she's not gonna. <laughs> she ain't. She ain't gonna be too keen with them talking about you owe us and all this bullshit. That's not. That's not gonna float well with her. They gonna rescue the hospital workers. <laughs> right now, coming there rescue. and rescue them because she gonna fuck shit up when she wake when she wakes up. Yeah, I'm also looking forward to uh, Rick and the crew getting a plan to go there and bum rush that hospital too, and how. uh the police officers uh at react when f- faced with the real true living god rick <laughs> right and you know the other part too i i really do want to see if it's actually noah that comes through the woods or somebody else like i i think it's him or morgan that's that's we've been waiting on that since uh Should for about be, three four weeks now Shit, it might yeah. be him and morgan who knows uh Damn we had a art we had some emails and an article to talk about for day walking cool First of all, Joe writes in, hashtag they walking. Hello, Rod and Karen. I love your show. Real quick. I know the Maggie thing has been bothering you all, but I believe she is working under the assumption that Beth is dead. Last season, Maggie very quickly mentioned that she thought about what she thought about Beth. The name of the episode, the name of the episode was Inmates. It is the same episode where we meet Abraham and his crew. It was the screen went it was the screen where she first made her decision to locate Glenn. She was speaking to Sasha. I think the line was, I couldn't find Beth. I know the bus got out, though. I know Glenn is on the bus or something like that. P.S. I never know if Justin is serious about his comments or not. <laughs> anyway, y'all take care. Thank you, sweetie. I'm under the assumption that she thinks Beth's dead also. That's why. Even, but by the way, even with her saying that doesn't mean... um you know she didn't confirm it yeah it doesn't mean that he, he she's dead and she had just as much reason to give up on glenn being alive she just chose to go after him mm-hmm. correct so i don't want to hear that shit yeah and, okay. the, answer, and the answer I'm, to if I'm, I'm go ahead if i'm serious or not is yes uh barely <laughs> barely day walking from uh black guy on mars he says dear day walking it was good to see Carol and Daryl in this episode. I don't know why they are acting so distant from one another. You'd think after their time apart, they would end all the games and speak their hearts. They both seem to be afraid to get close to someone in the ZA. Hopefully, they let their feelings out before Carol dies. Um, lastly, I know who hit Carol at the end. They didn't show her, but Donna Gordo was driving. She lied about not driving the getaway car. 
I guess she was telling the truth about being legally blind because she ran Carol the hell over. Luckily, Carol survived barely. Uh, Donna Godot, Godot must be that, uh, that girl who was like, P.O.P. Holy Dying. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the black guy on Mars, uh, writes that. Um, and then the article that we have is actually, uh, why hasn't Maggie looked for, for or mourned for Beth? It's from the HollywoodReporter.com. Uh, apparently they interviewed, who was it they talked to? Executive producer Robert Kirkman. He explains. It's definitely something that will be explored. Executive producer Robert Kirkman tells a Hollywood reporter of Maggie's seeming lack of interest in her sister. Maggie is aware that her sister is out there because of the nature of this world. She is probably a little bit more willing to admit that she is, that she is more than likely dead than Daryl is. That's Daryl's MO. Daryl is somebody who wouldn't stop looking for Sophia. He is not somebody that is going to accept reality in the way that some of these other characters will. Meanwhile, viewers, of course, are privy to Beth's survival at Grady Memorial Hospital in Atlanta, where she's being held captive by Dawn and the company, uh, forced to repay the weirdo group for what they believe is saving her life. Kirkman notes that the nature of the new world also hasn't given Maggie much time to grieve for the loss of her father, Herschel, who was killed off in last year's mid-season finale. You can also complain that Maggie hasn't expressed too much loss over Herschel, just because we haven't spent a great many scenes talking about the loss of her father, says Kirkman, who created the comics on which the AMC zombie drama are based. There's been so much stuff, so much other stuff going on that this character is dealing with that there hasn't been an opening where she would sit down and say, oh my gosh, she's still out there. What can we do? This Sunday's episode will largely focus on Daryl and Carol and a mix of flashbacks that will help fill in the gaps between Carol's arrival at Grady Memorial and when they took off after another car with a white cross on it in their quest to find their friend. Daryl and Carol hadn't gone on a mission to find Beth until they saw that car. There are really no options here. If Maggie had somehow been with Daryl in that scene, she would have been racing after that car just as intently as Daryl had. The story just hadn't shaken down that way. We will be dealing with it in upcoming episodes, and you'll definitely see where Maggie stands on this. I do stand by the fact that the character's behavior is very much in line with the way we've established her. I don't know, man. Yeah, and and to an extent, I agree because, like I said, you have so much uh, shit going on. Like you said, she assumes her sister's dead. She know Glenn got on the bus, so she figured out it's a better chance of him being alive than uh, her sister. Yeah, I don't, I don't think so. I think that's bullshit. Yeah. I don't. They could take five seconds to show Morgan first episode. They could they could take five more seconds to be like, yeah. And I miss my sister. Yeah, I mean, and let's be honest. I mean, she had just as much reason to give up on Glenn. Yep. Just as much, if not. But she more. had a better chance because she physically seen him leave the. Area. But remember, they found the bus and he wasn't on it. Correct. She could have gave up then. She decided not to, so she's okay with dispelling the realities of the world when she feels like it and she'll do it yeah. for that asian penis right before her her pure white aryan sister and nothing remember and she was leaving zombie blood notes yeah right and the funny and, and maybe this is just me it's a lot of other motherfuckers that would have made the exact same decision that she would have but it's real funny how everybody's pointing fingers like that's not very and i would call them horrible people too you you would still talk about it though. Yeah, that's like, like if me if my brother and Karen both went missing in the zombie apocalypse. I made it my mission to find Karen. I find Karen, 
And then I'm like, uh, actually, on second thought, fuck my brother. Uh, why, look, <laughs> why look for him at all? Let's go to DC. That, that's crazy to me. Um, alright. Let's talk about, well, we got a late start, so we might as well just get right into the games. Can't even do news. Let's do this. Some bullshit. <laughs> just, just in strangling just the internet. Using all the goddamn internet coming over my house. Every time I come in the internet, you in the internet. My, using up all the goddamn bandwidth. That ain't my fault. All the gigabytes. Got this weekend. All, all the, the pings. All the pings. How come? All the Wi-Fi. How come I don't ever get no gigabytes? Hmm? You think I don't like pings? I just want to thank your internet <laughs> for making me the great podcast. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking with those black people. Just fucking with those blacks. We're just fucking with fucking with black people. That's right, guys. It's the game that we all hate to play, but you love to hear us play it. It's a game called fucking with black people, where we read articles from all around the globe and we assign points from zero to one hundred and intervals of twenty-five for how fucked with we feel. Today's contestants. Everybody. It's just everybody again. <laughs> it's always the same. Um, Justin, pick a number from one through... Uh, oh, what does this go through? Let's go to number one. We haven't picked number, number one. Number one. All right. The Missouri... A uh, Missouri KKK leader... <laughs> Damn. Uh, says Ferguson protests are boosting recruitment. <laughs> Damn. The head of Missouri's most visible KKK group claims... His clan line is being flooded with calls from prospective recruits angered by the continuing protest in Ferguson. Hmm. Clan line? Ah! Uh, hello. Goddamn Billy Bob, get the phone. <laughs> hello? Yeah, is this, is this James Earl? Yeah, this is the clan line. You reached, uh, 1-800-KILL-NIGGERS. Uh, uh, can I help you, sir? But is this James Earl? <laughs> now, now my cousin Aunt Mo told me to call and ask for Billy Earl. Is this Billy Earl? This is actually Billy Bob. I'm sorry about that. Uh, I but I can. I'm sure if you just give me a second, I actually. You know what? Will you call the clan hotline? It's probably like, <laughs> hello. This is this is Billy Bob. How can I help you? <laughs> that's probably what. It, that's probably what it sounds like. But like, uh, is this Endale? Um, I don't. No, think- no, no. This is this is America. My name is Billy Bob. No, uh, I don't think you're Billy Bob. How, how may I assist you in killing the minorities today? <laughs> <laughs> we will be oppressing them. Even even the clan got to outsource now because it's cheaper and shit. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just want to kill some black people. Oh yes, killing the blacks. We will uh, definitely. We can I, I can help blacks. assist you in debt. Uh, press two for killing all the niggers. <laughs> press, <laughs> press three for oh y'all press two. You must you must press two. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> the five and the two look alike. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> First of all, I can't count or read. If I press one two times, does that count? No, 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 sir, it doesn't. Uh, all right. So he says Missouri is definitely on fire right now. Says Frank Ancona, the Imperial Wizard of the Traditionalist American Knights of the Ku Klux Klan. He does magic tricks. The He's Imperial Wizard. Abracadabracus. <laughs> <laughs> He, that's how he like. That's how he liked the cross, crosses. That's how he got people to recruit back in the day. Crosses infernum. 
Oh, Lord. oh man, look at this. This is amazing. Why should why should we make this milk disappear and a scarf appear? Yeah, it's like a clown. He started pulling the little rope out of his sleeve <laughs> oh, and it keep Lord. going until it turns into a noose. <laughs> In the past, the group made headlines by passing out for uh, flies for a KKK neighborhood watch program. <laughs> oh Lord! But Ankana tells Daily RFT. The Ferguson protests are attracting a new wave of hopeful hood wearers. He says he's induct, inducted 50 new members to the group's Missouri chapter this month, and numbers are up in Ohio and Alabama as well. Damn. Welcome home, LeBron. Yeah. And they got a picture together, too, man. I got to show y'all this picture. First of all, Clan putting on a little weight. Okay, um know what's going on with these guys but uh you know might want to lay off the donuts there clan you're not gonna be able to chase these niggas around with our fast twitch muscles if uh you're gonna be huffing and puffing they oh yeah such... they just be a lot smaller didn't they yeah they... can you even ride a horse they got such pretty outfits look at all the, the, I know. All the colors mm. the purple. they got they got majestic purple and shit they got a green in there and shit like i hear oh, you they dog. got all the colors in the rainbow yeah. hey hey <laughs> Hey, for, for them not to like the colors, they sure got a lot of colors on. Clan, mm-hmm. clan progressive these days. They are serving face in the brand new fall line. <laughs> ah! Look at James Earl. He walks down the runway. He is looking fierce these days. Mm-hmm. Yes, you too can be the nigga very hard, very well in this outfit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they got they got a fashion uh, fall line. <laughs> they start walking and shit. Yes, like, we have matching matching hood and matching gloves, so you don't get blood on your hands. Right here comes here comes James Earl walking down the runway. Get it, James. <laughs> As you can see, the fall line the emphasis is on black this year. Black is in is how we get those blacks out. You know how we do. <laughs> black is the new white. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yes, this year we have the new slippers. As you see, they're very comfortable. Notice the green trimming. And I knew- Inspired by the fact that we've taken our land back from these niggas. And ah! our, our new hair where it actually has a mouthpiece where we can breathe through. Mm-hmm. No more sweating under these hoodies. You'll notice those are designer eye holes. Because <laughs> if you're going to be walking in the hood, you might as well have your hood blinging. Yes, yes. We now have the uh, athletic wear that's more breathable, guys. For those of you that sweat a lot, we have the clan outfit for you. Mm-hmm. And coming soon, just for the holidays, buy one, get one, 50% off mm-hmm. for you and a family member. For the man who needs to keep his gasoline next to his cross. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Um. So he said, these Ferguson protesters are the best recruiters since Obama. Mm. Normally we might hear from ten people a week in Missouri. Now we get more. A week? That's still a that's damn. That's still a lot. <laughs> ten a week. Man, oh God. shit! It's only fifty people in the hotel. I kind of want to call. <laughs> I kind of want to call the clan line, but they don't got their number on you. Of course just, they don't. I just want to call them up and be like, "Hey, uh, I like to join. I also hate the niggers." Come on, man. You know it's an easy number, like 1 in 800. Niggas, please. um, (laughs) Yeah, you know. we Kill the darkest. I hate black. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. 1-800-KKK. (laughs) KKK. K. 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 
uh he says normally we might hear from 10 people but now we have 50 a week sometimes depending on these news stories we get 100 to 200 calls in a day Shit. damn what are the news stories you know <laughs> like what story is the what? one that gives them obama got elected for president what yeah like uh-oh a black person got a settlement for being uh falsely arrested time to call the clan uh, how many people call them and don't really be committed but they just mad at the moment <laughs> i just got cut off by a nigger in traffic how much is a sign up fee uh it'd be five hundred dollars oh man uh well I, I could put something on it i mean like y'all take layaway for uh these fees no um uh, donald sterling definitely called what about partial members y'all take partial members can i just join for like a week like the ymca mm-hmm. uh donald sterling called when he found out there wasn't no women around uh they mm-hmm. like he had to stop fucking the black women they was like oh i can't join this organization when we last checked in the public publicity friendly and connor he was engaged in a few with the South Carolina-based KKK group that allegedly threw a September fundraiser for Darren Wilson. The Ferguson officer currently out under grand jury investigation for the August 9th shooting of an unarmed team, Michael Brown. Oh, South Carolina. Personally, I think we need to wait until we see all the facts, all the evidence is being gathered. I don't want to try to gain or exploit this situation, he told the Daily RFT in late August. But Ed Connor says the time for such restraint is over. He cites death threats made against police officers on social media and statements from outspoken activists such as notorious inflammatory live streamer Basim Masari, Masari, Basim Masari, as reasons the Klan can no longer stay on the sidelines. So he gonna help the police out? That's, they gonna save, they gonna save 911? Here's what's crazy to me. One, who's a bigger enemy of the Klan than like the government? Like, they also arrest Klan people yes they do you know i know people i know in our minds we think the whole government is secretly in the clan but mm-hmm. uh surprise surprise they will lock these militia motherfuckers up as quick as niggas if they can right fuck around don't pay your taxes they don't give a fuck what you are here's the other part though um what side did you think he was gonna come down on <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's sit this one out let's think about it for a while and we'll decide who's right the innocent black people that got killed or the police that killed them. Well, let's think about it. Hmm. 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 I just, it's so difficult. It's so difficult. Mm-hmm. I, maybe we should hold a vote. Maybe we should have a vote. Uh, Justin, uh, I mean, J- Justin Ray, what do you think we should vote? Uh, Justin innocent black man killed by the police. Uh, should we side with him or, uh, the man who killed him? I'm, I'm, I'm always gonna side with the innocent white man. Okay, all right. Uh, what you now, Bessie May? Um, wait. Now, if the black man, if we if we side on the black man, does that mean he get to go free and then we get to kill him? Uh, he's dead already, so we can't kill him twice. Well, can we dig him up and shoot the body? Uh, well, ah. we, we already did that Saturday night. I mean, where were you at? You didn't come to the Saturday night meeting? No, he didn't. I didn't see him there. Are you going now? What about you? What are you going? I don't vote like for? coming to meetings. What are you gonna vote for? You, should we side with the innocent black victim who was gunned down, unarmed in the street, or you think we should side with the people that killed him? Well, I think that as far as I'm concerned, a dead nigger is a good nigger in my book. That's what my mammy used to always tell me, and my mammy never wrong. Well, I will be gosh darned. 
looks like we got a unanimous decision here Mm -hmm. we're gonna support the police for killing these innocent black people i'll be man thought this was coming down to the wire you got my vote uh he says i call them terrorists not protesters yesterday a connor's group released a flyer that promises to use lethal force in response to violent protesters you have awakened the sleeping giant the flyer reads the good people of st louis county of all races colors and creeds will not tolerate your threat of violence against our police officers their family and communities now i feel like he's been a bit presumptuous assuming all races colors and creeds agree with them <laughs> i feel like that's a bit presumptuous well i i mean he the one that know what people look like up under those hoods today we are all in the clan <laughs> and i guess he noted all the other races hate black people this is my brother in clan hood jose rodriguez <laughs> say oh. hey what's up say hello to the people jose hola mi amigo <laughs> <laughs> and this is my my friend shabazz x muhammad He's also in the clan, and we are not tolerating this this week. No. Assalamu alaikum. We will not tolerate this. Uh, All praises due to Allah. Yeah. <laughs> I'd just like to kill these niggas on behalf of Allah. Now, Shabazz, I told you about bringing Allah over here. This the one true Christian God, okay? That's what one of the K's in Ku Klux stand for, Christian. Now, you can't spell Christian without KKK. Now, Shabazz, you bring up that goddamn Allah one more time. You gonna have problems here, nigga. <laughs> now help us kill these other niggas like you promised. <laughs> Turn nigger ass in the back of the line. Dude, black people in the clan have to like wait. <laughs> of course. <laughs> like used to they know. Got a wait list. You can't like the fire, Shabazz. You know that. Damn it. That's affirmative action. I got there. We got to always, every, every, for every five white men we get in here, we got to get one of you darkest. <laughs> Goddamn got, affirmative action. Son of a bitch, Obama. <laughs> got us letting niggas in just to keep the quota. How are we going to get our government subsidies if we get the, the we got the balance all wrong? <laughs> letting, in, letting in women and minorities. Sick of that handsome black man and his attractive wife. <laughs> Running the government. Uh, he said, you have been warned by the Ku Klux Klan. It continues. There will be consequences for your acts of violence against peaceful, <laughs> law-abiding citizens in Missouri. It's unclear who released the flyer, which began circulating on Twitter on Tuesday afternoon. Can I say 100 right now? Dog, <laughs> why does the KKK, why does the KKK have Twitter though? What? what is it at kkk i heard they got i heard they got hacked hack too they got an instagram too uh, <laughs> what are they posting they fall lineup <laughs> oh hey, man what's, what's their twitter name man i told uh, you at kkk I'll, I'll hold on i got another I article know. i got another article about it hold oh, on I'll, about, I'll find it i'm about to search because they got hacked they got hacked by anonymous oh how you gonna search for it on your phone yeah just okay KKK. Cool. I'm going to say, don't hook up to the internet. You're going to ruin the whole show. We'll <laughs> uh, lose the show. <laughs> yeah. Everybody's like, what happened? Um, you've been warned by the Ku Klux Klan. Okay, so it's unclear uh, who released the flyer. All right. The group has reportedly passed out literature in other locations in St. Louis County, including San Simeon Estates and Cape Town Village Subdivision in High Ridge, according to St. Louis Post-Dispatch. Hmm, those both sound like racist things for black people. So I San Simeon, and uh, which means ape, 
and Cape Town, which is South Africa. I searched the KKK. Yeah. Now, you know, a few KKKs came up. But right. then Jerry Mitchell. Kill Kardashian, Chloe. <laughs> the Kardashian Courtney. sisters. That's hilarious. They yeah. come up with the KKK. Yeah. A <laughs> uh, member of the Missouri KKK group will also be on the scene of any unrest following the grand jury decision. At kind of promises. He says many of the calls he received are from concerned citizens asking for clan protection. What? Hey, I need some clan protection. Can you uh, help me out? We're basically where we're, we're basically going where we were asked to go. He says we're being low key. We're trying, we're not trying to inflame any situation anywhere, but we're also letting it be known that we're not, that we're here to help people if they need us. When asked if there was a racial component to the KKK's involvement and kind of pointed to that all races, colors, and creeds lined in the flyer, he insists that he's not encouraging racism or violence against black protesters. It would be hypocritical for us to pin this on black, the black race where you can clearly watch footage on TV. You see white people as well as black people. All these people need to be on notice. Really, man? Get but your, it ain't racial. Get your guns, black people. That's all I can say is get your guns. Mm-hmm. Update. The Southern Poverty Law Center, a civil rights group that has long opposed the KKK and actively monitors hate groups across the country, has issued a response to the flyer. It's sickening but not surprising that Klansmen would throw fuel on an already volatile situation by threatening violence against protesters in Ferguson. After all, the Klan is America's oldest racist hate group and has been responsible for some of the heinous, most heinous acts in the domestic terrorism this country has seen. All in the name of white supremacy, says Lesia Brooks. This group threat of use of lethal force is nothing but vigilantism and has no place in America. Local law enforcement should take note. Yeah, they are. Ferguson PD. Like, how can we help you? Uh, anyway, zero to a hundred, Karen. Oh, that's a hundred. That is a hundred from Karen. What about you, Justo? Oh, hundred, hundred. Uh, all right. So we got two hundreds. I will be the third and say I give this a hundred. Good job, everybody. Good job. Uh, uh, uh. No, I think I think the KKK. I appreciate them. Mm-hmm. They're good. Keep serving the community. Karen, you pick a number. We gonna go with nine. All right, two, five, eight, nine. All right. Uh, black conservative says blacks were better off with massa than liberals. At least one black conservative believes blacks in America were better off during the days they were bought and sold than under today's liberal laws. Uh, nigga, you wouldn't be writing this article if this was a fact. Michael, Michael Massey, spelled M-Y-C-H-A-L, says given the rate of abortions, out-of-wedlock children, and incarceration rates, blacks were better off in Massey's house than with affirmative action or the groundbreaking Civil Rights Act. Mm. Now, what could be more incarcerated than slavery? <laughs> to the man who has never been a slave... I'm just, no, I'm just saying. It's like, well, the incarceration rates because of prison are terrible. Yeah, but isn't slavery incarceration? Yes, it is. Massey expressed his longing for the antebellum era during an interview with the conspiracy website WorldNet Daily where he expressed sympathy for whites who are being punished by blacks. What? What world? 
many blacks have ignorantly embraced embraced race-based affirmative action as justified punishment of white people whom they view as their oppressors but what these same blacks are blind to is what race-based affirmative action has reduced them to massey explained oh did he also put on his wonder woman bracelets and <laughs> light his incense up his name too close to massel he continued neo-leninist liberals in their bigoted pomposity have orchestrated a pogrom of such magnitude as to destroy the sense of purpose and sense of true self-worth in the majority of blacks today neo-leninist has successfully blinded many blacks to the importance of embracing modernity according to massey who is black blacks can't understand can't understand what's best for them because of their low iqs (laughs) this a fucking joke this can't be real is this person even a real person i don't think what is this article i feel like this article is fucking with black people right there's no way this is this article satire it's from black like more which is the name of the website he's he does exist (laughs) he does exist i mean he's a person Hmm. he has a why i don't like the obamas thing I mean, I don't know if he said this or not, but Jesus, if he did. Um, Boo this man. This can't Boo. be real. I feel like I feel like this is fake, man. This can't be real. Uh, <laughs> he got too many articles. For it to not be yeah, real. he got too many links. Why I do not like the Obamas is, is a thing he really did right. So I guess he probably said this dumb shit too. Uh, he said, but don't tell blacks that because the majority are too blind, dumb, and ignorant to understand this. There was a time when blacks embraced being Americans and virtues are the same. But that mindset is ultimately taking a backseat to the shrill, invidious voices of those who preach the vir- uh, vitriolic heterodoxies of Marxism. Mm. What the fuck is he even talking about? Use English words. <laughs> uh i think those words were english karen they just they they were unnecessarily used right yeah. um, simplify sir simplify yeah there was a time when blacks embraced being americans and the virtues are the same but that mindset is ultimately taking a back seat to the shrill, invidious voices of those who preach vitriolic heterodoxies of Marxism. Uh, so what do y'all give it? Zero to a hundred. Oh, that Negro oh, get a one hundred. So, so tricky. Yeah. I feel like it's a prank, mm-hmm. but it's real. I'm, I'm going to give him a hundred on his ignorance. Mm, okay. Okay. The visceral writing of this Magnus. <laughs> impetus <laughs> and perilous foo why was he talking like that <laughs> the neo-leninist <laughs> establishment like come on the Xerox machine <laughs> <laughs> the xylophone <laughs> the xylophone beat <laughs> <laughs> 
That's how much sense that shit made. None. Oh my god, man. That dude. Drinking big words together for the hell of it, and it don't make no goddamn sense. You get a hundred for rhyming. <laughs> yes, those, those those bars were terrible. Yeah, it wasn't even on beat. Yeah, but fuck him though. Uh, <laughs> Agreed. Right. Yeah, I hear you, man. <laughs> it's like the high fructose corn syrup of the situation <laughs> sounded like your boy from uh the walking dead most blacks are too full of thymine mononitrate <laughs> and folic cor- acid see your cornstarch and your syrups <laughs> yeah they mixing together creating sugars mm-hmm. when really you already got diabetes and it's not needed there's a lot of potassium in this that's what i'm saying uh, all right, let's wrap it up with some uh, guest the race, man. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. Now that it's time for some guest the race. That's right, it's guest the race time. That's right, it's time for guest the race. The number one game show going across all the podcast land. We read and play news articles from all over the globe. And we ask our contestants today, Jay Trizzle, to guess the race. And the chat room plays along their races. <laughs> Quite racist. Yes. Uh, let's see. How about that last dude almost had me call him a nigga. Mm hmm. Almost. Uh,. Some women went to McDonald's and they were furious. Oh, they black. Because they missed breakfast. By two minutes? By two minutes. Oh, shit, I was joking. Oh, God. Black. Damn. God damn. <laughs> they throwing chairs. One of them just hit someone with a broom and the broom broke. Oh, this for the McGriddle? Right. They beating the shit out of this dude. Although the dude is catching the ta- he's catching the chairs and shit. Right. Like he a beast. Y'all know the disappointment of turning up late to grab an egg McMuffin in the morning. However, the realization proved a little too much for a pair of women at the U.S. Uh, chain of McDonald's. The pair began a frenzied attack on workers, picking up tables and chairs and throwing them around the room while ranting and raving. I thought they were all bolted to the ground. Apparently not. Apparently not. Baffled customers looked on as the women screamed and swore at them, hurling furniture at the, all over the restaurant. One of the women can be heard threatening another customer saying, I will smack the shit out of you. Mm-hmm. Oh, they definitely black. A bystander captured a video of the women's violent outbursts on their mobile phone, showing more than a minute of fury at not being provided their meal of choice. There were no reports of arrest following the incident. Mm-hmm. Guess the race, my man, Justin. Oh, they black. All right. You said McDonald's and breakfast. You, Cause you know, white people be there early and on time. We, mm-hmm. we the ones showing up late. So you think people was actually watching it? Uh-huh. And watching it unfold, like, 
Hello, this is Jim Bob from KKK Hotline. Uh, I want to join right now. They are out of goddamn control in this lobby. Let's check the chat room. Can't get between a nigger and that swine. Skylar White got into the meth. Black. One who calls his son little man doesn't like people playing on their phone. Ratchet food stare bitches black. Jumanji zoo monkeys who were in a hurry to get to the salon for their sewing black. Oh, Lord. That's, nu- that's nuclear winner right there. The correct answer is black. Uh. <laughs> a couple people missed it, though. Or one person missed it. He said Skylar White on that meth. So. Man, sounds like uh, they need more loving and less hating. You know? Yeah, could you, could you imagine somebody sitting there watching them <coughs> eating the egg McMuffin? Watching them going, going oh man, I would, sipping orange juice. I would be so scared if I had my breakfast and I was sitting down beside McDonald's oh, and they started doing that. That would have ended out of shit. I'd have wrapped my shit up and I got to go. Mm-hmm. That's what happened when everybody become dollar millionaires. You know what I mean? They right. money go to their head. Uh, Some people can't handle it. It's a lot of responsibility when you're a dollar millionaire. Um, all right, here's another, uh, another one. Justin's one for one so far. St. Paul, Minnesota. Shout out to Biko. Mm-hmm. I, look, I almost went white, but because of Biko, I can't. It's un- an unprovoked, <laughs> an unprovoked cases. A 32 year old woman assaulted two women she didn't know on St. Paul's University Avenue, including pulling one to the ground and punching her in the head. Oh, she's oh. black. Ebony Monique Stewart. Mm, she black. <laughs> oh, that's my boo. <laughs> hey, boo. Told police that she assaulted a 40 year old woman because she was a white girl in the hood and she doesn't, <laughs> she doesn't trust white people. According to the well, damn. Complaint. The victim apparently didn't have serious injuries. Stewart told a police investigator that she was in anger, man- she had anger management problems. She didn't get that, uh, Ray J's super fast anger management class. <laughs> that nigga went, cool. he went to one class and was like, I'm in anger management. Uh, <laughs> She hit one of the women. She hit one of the women because she's a white person in a black neighborhood. The complaint said she said that she was trying to help the white girl because she would probably come across someone who knew how to punch better or someone who might kill her. She probably also told her to stay in school. She's like, right. Now stay in school, bitch. <laughs> the complaint gives the following account of what happened. Police were told were called to an assault at 2 p.m. Fridays at TJ Nails. Mm. TJ. TJ's nails. Little midday afternoon, uh, getting ready for the weekend. Girl, I'm in the TJ's. Where you rolling, girl? You know we gotta go to the TJ's. Getting ready for Onyx for the Friday night. Turn up. A 29 year old woman reported that she was walking out of the nail salon when Stewart punched her in the eye. <laughs> Police say the woman's eye had some swelling and some bruises. Wake up. The woman said she'd never seen Stuart before and had no idea why she assaulted her. Of course. Stuart was still there and said she punched her because she can't stand it when bitches are in her way. Ebony Monique is ah! crazy. Now bitches is in my way. Yeah, I don't think Justin heard that one. I heard it. She Ebony. said she can't stand when bitches are in her way yeah. and that's why she punched her. Listen, the fact she punched her in the face opened the door. She also said the woman was strutting her shit around her boyfriend was in the area mm. and the complaint said she added that she doesn't like light-skinned people mm. the victim was a light-skinned black woman mm. so if she don't like white girls or she don't like light-skinned people make all, up her mind i was just told Stewart to leave the area 
They didn't arrest her? <laughs> not. A short time like you, later. Like you dark animals run loose around here. A short time later, the same officers were called in the same area. They were leaving the parking lot next to Hook, Fish, and Chicken. Oh, what the? <laughs> hook, Fish, and Chicken? Be cold. Beside how, the TJs? The how hood in Minnesota. Damn. I love these names. And they saw Stewart put a woman to the ground next to a car. In the parking lot and punch her in the back of the head. That's what oh, they get. Shit. When officers intervened, Stewart complied with their commands and put her hands behind her back and they cuffed her. Witnesses said they saw Stewart punch the woman several times in the back of the head in an unprovoked assault. The woman reported that she had been leaving a restaurant when Stewart attacked her. She said she tried to get to a vehicle when Stewart pulled her to the ground, stood over her, and punched her again in the back of the head. That means she was running. Mm-hmm. She tried to get that black lady, that light skinned lady, to the ground. The woman said she'd never seen Stewart before. She said her neck and head was sore from the attack. Stewart allegedly made comments about why she assaulted the woman as officers drove her to the county jail. Get that white bitch out of my yard, out of the hood. She complained. Uh, she she continued during the uh she continued to comment during the ride that she hates white people. Stewart told an investigator that neither the vic neither victim tried to fight back. She added that they should get her some anger management pills because they, but they don't. Anger management pills. Oh, uh, they got those. The Ramsey County know. Attorney Office uh, charged Stewart with two counts of fifth degree assault. They were charged as felonies because of her history of assault convictions. Yes. <laughs> Prosecutors did not charge Stewart with assault motivated by bias, a gross misdemeanor. She's known to be the bitch ass. Based on the facts of this case. As presented to us, we charge the defendant with the highest level of felony crimes applicable, appropriate to the defendant's behavior. Dennis Gerhardstein, the county attorney office spokesman, said in an email, from a practical standpoint, evidence of racial bias is a separate criminal charge, has little to or no significance in a prosecution involving a felony level conduct. If Stewart is convicted, the prosecutors can prove racial bias beyond a reasonable doubt. The county attorney's office could ask for a longer sentence. Um, they said Stewart was convicted of fourth degree assault on on police officers in April and October. She also has four prior fourth degree assault convictions from 2005 to 2007 and a fifth a degree assault conviction from 2007. You can get a fifth degree assault? Goddamn. I you didn't got know fifth degree def- black belts. Why not? Guess the race, Justin. Oh, that's the Honorable Elijah Muhammad's uh, great grandniece. Oh, um, my. Uh, let's see what the chat room believes the race to be. Greasy chicken eating Kool Aid drinking Big Lip Beast Black. <laughs> that's a, that's One who would, wouldn't get purified in the Lake Minnetonka because it would mess up her perm and nails. <laughs> One who will call that special needs incest granddaughter Mongoloid. Ha! Oh my! That was good. <laughs> Soup cooler lip silverback gorilla. Still amped up after catching Dawn of the Planet of the Apes on Netflix, dark skinned and black. She's Wesley Snipes black. Bleak, aka the new black. The correct answer is black. <laughs> Everyone got that one. What did the white man ever do to her other than give her a new continent to live on? Well, she's not into ebony and ivory. Oh. What was that? That's more like ebony versus ivory. Ebony versus ivory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she really does hate white people. Um, Light skin, too. All right, let's go to the bonus round. 
water boys and a race. The water boys and a race. The bonus round of Guess the Race, where everything's worth double the points, double the racism. Justin so far is two for two. Let's see if he can make it three for three. You getting nervous over there, Justin? Nope. That's what I do. All right. Well, let's see what let's see what you do indeed. A lottery winner's luck finally runs out. Four months after buying a Hoosier lottery scratch-off ticket that won him $900, a Winchester man's luck appears to have run out. Authorities say Mickey L. Stone violated the state law by buying that winning lottery ticket at the liquor store where he was employed. <laughs> Stone was charged this week with unlawful purchase of a lottery ticket by an employee, a misdemeanor carrying a maximum one-year deal term. According to a report filed by Michael Bear, an investigator for the Hoosier Lottery, Stone bought the Diamond Mine scratch-off ticket at Hughes Pick-A-Pack at the time. At, at the <laughs> Pick-A-Pack, that's the name of it? Uh, at the time, Stone had worked at the store for about a year. The winning lottery ticket was redeemed at Hoosier Lottery headquarters in downtown Indianapolis, June 24th. Interviewed by Bear at the liquor store in late July, Stone at first maintained he bought the winning lottery ticket in Huntington. Stone eventually admitted that he purchased the ticket at his place of employment. Uh, the investigator wrote, and he verified that he knew that it was illegal to have done so. The Hoosier Lottery investigator told Stone that returning his winnings might influence the decision on whether a criminal charge was filed. Stone suggested that he might make payments to the lottery, but I declined that idea. Stone was not arrested this week after the charge was filed against him in Randolph Superior Court. The Winchester man will receive a notice of initial hearing set for November 12th. In 2010, Stone was convicted of impersonating a public servant also in Randolph Superior Court. Guess the race. Um, They don't let black people work at the liquor store, and black people don't win the lottery, so I'm going to go with white. All right, let's check the chat room and see what they believe. Mickey L. Stone, liquor store employee, what race he is. White says Ouroboros. Oh, people taking a while to guess. Kind of uh, slow, ain't they? they? Uncle Charles with the lotto scam black. Mm. Now, you know black people had to look a house, not the liquor store. That's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, giving him a chance to return it, white. A cocker, a cracker ass cracker white. <laughs> Only whites and Puerto Ricans, uh, NC. Uh, alright, the correct answer is white. <laughs> Justin, you son of a bitch. You got all three. Congratulations, buddy. I appreciate that. All right. Uh, I thought throw, I, I thought working at the liquor store was gonna throw you off, but <laughs> apparently not. I mean, it's apparently you 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 got it. You was on fleek today, man. Mm-hmm. As Karen would say. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right. You know we gotta talk about last to finish the show up. Bob and move. Bob and weave. Watch out for get that. him every time. Watch your back. Oh, nigga, no. Oh, damn, you dead. Somebody call his mama. A day at the office turned violent Monday in Mantino. 
according to police christopher coleman attacked a co-worker with a sword at a business in mantino the victim allegedly suffered a gash on his hand which he used to protect his face <laughs> according to police <laughs> coleman 35 who lives in mantino called his co-worker the devil oh my when police found him coleman was outside smoking a cigarette he has no criminal history and his bond was set at seventy five thousand dollars his court date damn number seven Oof. Mm-hmm. Uh, five thousand first time offense uh well here's the good news guys i mean the show's a little short today because we had to get a much later start than normal but well, i think we figured out this internet thing so that's good uh and next yeah because that's been driving us nuts yeah next week it should start on time as long as justin brings the right kind of laptop um so we'll talk to you guys next week uh or tomorrow at seven where our guests will be jess and josh from the ratchet hatchet podcast mm-hmm. that should be fun yeah but until then i love you i love you too i love karen you. i love you <laughs> specifically you and only you but next time say so then I mean, Devin, when you just say I love you, I'll make think talking to me. Karen, I love you. I love you too, baby. Mwah. Mwah.